Good morning, everybody. I hope uh, everybody had a lovely weekend. It was a great weekend of hockey. Felt like a slow weekend in sports, although uh, our F1 guys on, on the gravel might have otherwise to say. Um, new episode just came out. Give that a listen. There wasn't too much that happened, but there was the rest of the car releases and then dived into some of the technical specs of things and gave our opinions on all the liveries. So go check that out. Yeah, I'm going to give that a listen after we hop off myself. Um, but it was it was a great night of hockey. We um, Everything is kind of gearing up towards that March 8th trade deadline. And um, teams are starting to, I feel like, sh- shift and find their spots. We've seen a nine-game slide from the Arizona Coyotes. Their coach is safe, according to GM Bill Armstrong. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but... A lot of great stuff. I want to touch on Yarmir Yager a little bit later and what that all was. Um, the stadium series was excellent, too. But I do want to begin with the PWHL game on Friday. Uh, Toronto versus Montreal. Toronto takes down Montreal 3-0. And all the goals came in the third period. And it was an incredible atmosphere. I mean, I was watching it with uh, Raven and Sully, who will be joining us at some point here in the studio. And... Um, just a wonderful atmosphere and uh, really passionate fan base. All the players really appreciated it. The pop on the Jesse Comfer goal was pretty remarkable. And um, shout out Jesse Comfer as well, Chicago girl, the only um, American playing on PWHL Toronto. So shout out to her getting the goal. Um, that was just a great win for that. That team is suddenly surging as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, finish in the top two by the end of the season. Um, but just a great night for hockey overall. Um, I know people that were in the building that night and everybody said that the atmosphere was 10 out of 10. So, um, good on the PWHL for that. Um, we're probably going to have to have somebody on soon to talk a little bit more of that, uh, maybe this week or next week. So, um, but I want to start with the Yarmir Yager stuff because that was excellent. Um, Everything about it was great, from the practice on Saturday to the warm-ups on Sunday with everybody coming out in mullets. Sidney Crosby doing his routine in a mullet was pretty – was a sight for all of every, everybody watching. Um, just the personality from him, I think, was even just an underrated part of the weekend overall. Um, I think Sid was able to really appreciate how much the fans of Pittsburgh loved Yager and – um, we all know that there was a, um, a breakdown in the relationship between the Penguins and Yager when he was traded because of financial concerns with the Penguins. And then when he returned to the NHL after leaving for the KHL for a few years, he signed with Philly because he felt he would get more of a role with them um, as opposed to on the Penguins. So, um, And then he was booed the rest of his career there, whatever team it was on, whether it was New Jersey or Dallas or Florida. So... Um, the reunion of Yager with Pittsburgh this weekend, one, just seemed like a great thing for Yarmir himself. Um, he was very appreciative, very happy. Um, it was a great moment, great speech, um, kept it short and sweet. And um, it, just the the appreciation, too, I think, that he has for Mario um, as someone who really didn't grow up watching that era of hockey. Um my memories of Yarmir Yager are with the Rangers and then in the, the back end of his career, post-KHL return. And um, 
I, I, I'm just, it's just very nice to see the the connection he has with Mario Lemieux, the the whole bankruptcy story about winning that playoff series against the Devils, um, where they might have not been in Pittsburgh had Yarmir Yager not won that game for them. So um, watching Sid be able to take that all in, I think, gave a lot of reflection to his own career for him. Um, there, there's been a lot of talk this week of, you know, Yarmir's still playing. He plays for Claude No. Uh, he's 53 years old, and he plays for the team he owns over in the Czech Republic so that the sponsors that he has involved will maintain the relationship with him. Um but Sid, he, there's been a lot of commentary about the fact that Sid could be this era's Gordie Howe and that he could play until he's 44, 45, so like another five, six, seven seasons. Um, and I, I, I would be thrilled if he were to do that. I, we'll just have to see, take it year by year. I think that's kind of how he's going to play it too. Um, who knows? Maybe he does sign a, like a three-year extension next year, but... Um, it was just a great weekend overall. 68 hangs in the rafter, along with uh, Michelle Breer's number and uh, Mary Lemieux's 66, obviously. So, um, and there will be many more going into the rafters in Pittsburgh soon enough. 71, 58, maybe 29, definitely 87. But um, just a just a great weekend overall. I heard uh, a bit on 32 Thoughts and just the people's commentary online anyways. Um just the fact that the stadium series game yesterday with the Islanders and the Rangers, that was a great comeback by the Rangers, by the way. Um, the the fact that just both things fell on the same day that a lot of people felt that they should have been their own occasion. Um, I understand that, but I don't think one took the shine from the other personally. Um, the sta- stadium series game was great. Th- that event, too, um, more and more is for the people that are there, right? Um Everybody's seen an outdoor game by now. We're really excited for the Winter Classic here at Wrigley next year. Um, but we're excited because it's here, because we're going to go and we're going to have fun. And we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of people that we know that are at that event. So um, as far as the stadium series goes for me, it was just another game, right? So, um, But we'll switch over to that game, too. And just the weekend as a whole, obviously, Devils take down the Flyers 6-3 on Saturday. Um, great effort from Nico Heischer in that one. Nico Dawes gets the start outside for the New Jersey Devils. Owen Tippett had two goals for the Flyers, but um, just a really all-around good performance out outside for New Jersey. Um, they were buzzing from the start. Tyler Toffoli got a goal, too. Um, so that was just uh, a good weekend early start to the Stadium Series games. And then yesterday's outing with... Um, the Rangers and the Islanders and the Islanders looked like they were going to skate away with that one pretty easily. The Rangers came back. They tie it late on a goal by Mika Zibanejad with the goalie pulled. I was a rocket. Just that I, I mean, that was just a rocket from Zibanejad and then Panarin wins it on the goal. They take it to video review. Noah Dobson knocks the net and then, or knocks the net off its moorings. And, uh, it ends up being that the goal counted. So, um, the celebration for the Rangers was great. Um, people, I know people were at that game too, and um, just a, a really big crowd, 70,000-plus people in attendance for that one. Um, I, I, I myself questioned a little bit, Raven, the, the how many people were actually going to go, especially because it was two games, but the turnout for both of the games were um, pretty remarkable. So uh, good on that. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves that were there. They did. 
the family skates, obviously, um, that seemed very nice. And, um, the jerseys looked a lot better on the ice too than I thought they were going to when we first saw the release of them. Um, especially yesterday's jersey matchup too, but but Saturday's as well. Um, they were both just really solid. And uh, it was also announced at that game yesterday that the Islanders and UBS Arena are going to host the 2026 All-Star Game, um, which will be the first time that we have an All-Star Game and NHL participation in the Olympics at the same time. So um that'll be interesting yeah it will be interesting they've always uh i think everybody after the all-star weekend in toronto kind of thought that we were with the announcement of the international competitions that we were going to see a two-year hiatus from the nhl all-star game but it appears that uh it will return in 2026 at ubs and um i've been noticing that the nhl just seems very pleased overall with what the rain or with what the islanders are doing um pardon me islanders fans um but just with what their owners doing and um, the new building, what they're do- doing as far as development around the area goes, um, so everybody seems to be very pleased with that. It will be interesting how they take it on with the Olympics. Um, I assume that they'll the Winter Olympics is February sixth to the twenty second of twenty twenty six. So um, there's no d- date uh, or formal announcement yet on when the men's ice hockey competition part of the olympic starts but um i assume it would just be before that kind of like it was this year with the end of january um but that is a long break from the nhl too that is that is a very long break so sticking with this game for a second did yeah, you yeah. see the uh rangers rookie matt remp oh yeah debut? matt rempy um first ever player to make his debut on a league's outdoor game yes um so and did you see the fight to start the game? Oh no, I did not. Oh now look, I, I mean, you gotta. gotta so this. Matt Rampy opening face off, drops the gloves with Matt Martin, grizzled vet, no stranger to fighting himself. Spent uh, majority of his career with the Islanders, and give it to give it to uh, Matt Martin. First of all, he doesn't need to say yes to a rookie first shift, first first game. Um, outdoors on a big stage like that. Like, Matt Martin's a veteran. He's been playing in the league a long time. Like, that's a big kid, too. Um, he's watching this clip right now. Oh, yeah, right? Right uh, after the goal by Eric Gustafsson. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Matt Martin definitely doesn't need to go him. And he does. And um, Wow. This I, wasn't, like, a little brawl. This no, was, no. I like seeing the ref just pick up the sticks and launch the helmets and gloves away. Yeah. So uh, Matt Rempe had five minutes of penalty minutes before he really had more than five seconds played on National Hockey League ice. It so, was uh, 18.31 on the clock in the first period. So, yeah, barely, uh, what, minute and a half into the game. Are you talking about the one off the center ice faceoff? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's after because uh, Gustafsson scored, scored. Oh, okay. Okay. So... They scored right away, and then after that face-off, like, the camera was still on the crowd, and then it just cuts to them two fighting. Awesome stuff, anyways. Um, cool seeing him get the, the rookie lap uh, outside, too. That's going to be a it's memory a hard, he has forever. Yeah, hard to top that for no, a rookie for a first debut. game. Come on. That's pretty cool. It is very cool, and um, obviously he's trying to establish himself on the team, and um so uh early day of hockey today too it is president's day here in the states it is family day up north in canada 
Um, so hockey starts in about an hour here, about an hour and change. So, um, but just a good weekend overall. I just want to say that um, the outdoor games, like I said, the the Yager retirement. I know the Penguins lost. That's probably one they're going to want to have back. The especially the Adrian Kempe, the second one. Um, but um, just a great weekend overall. Um, the the Panthers. I, I did want to spend a minute on the Panthers before jumping over to the Coyotes. Um, they just take it to. We saw two nine two scores. By the way, the Leafs beat the Ducks nine to two. Austin Matthews has another hat trick, another back to back hat trick too. Maybe we should spend a few minutes on Austin Matthews at some point. But the Florida Panthers take it to the Tampa Bay Lightning nine to two, and that was just one a very thorough performance by Florida, and yes, a very poor one by Tampa Bay when the when it seemed to get around four to one, it uh, the floodgates kind of opened for Florida, and Tampa Bay was not really in it in that mental space. So, um, but this might speak larger volumes about what's going on in Tampa Bay. Um, I think everybody is of the opinion that this team has the pedigree and they have the guys. They have Hedman, Vasilevsky, Stamkos, Point. Kucherov, obviously, um, but the idea that the depth is still there is just not true. And you know, I, look, they could make a couple moves at the deadline. I've heard Chris Tanev. I've you know read about a couple other guys, um, but just w- how you really fix this? I mean, like you look at Florida right now, and they're what Tampa Bay was when they won the Stanley Cups. A few years ago, you have Carter Verhage, who is just firing on all cylinders. You have that one-two punch on defense with Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour. And you also have Gustav Forsling, who's been unreal since joining the Panthers. And Oliver ekman Larson has been a good fill-in for them. And by good fill-in, I mean a really good fill-in. Um, so, it, it, I mean, you, you have just so much depth. I mean, Kevin Stenland has been really good. I, we're not we haven't I haven't even mentioned Sam Bennett or or Sam Reinhart and what they've done been able to do this season I mean Sam Reinhart's only behind Austin Matthews and goals and Bobrovsky too I mean I know we talked about all this with Colby Guy but um the comparison of the Panthers to the Lightning will always be there um they're the two teams in the state they you know the Panthers have always been seen as the the little brother in that relationship between the two franchises, especially with the three cups with the lightning now. And, um, now it seems like the Panthers are really starting to be what Tampa was. So, um, they are my pick to go back to the Stanley cup final. I have, uh, some thoughts about some other teams. I have been feeling good about some other teams. It's not that I, you know, I, I'm really, liking what I'm seeing from the Toronto Maple Leafs recently. I know a lot of people wouldn't put them in that air of a team that could make it to the Stanley Cup final, but if Austin Matthews is playing this well and so is William Nylander and some of these other pieces and a lot of those depth guys are showing up, um, I think Florida is going to have... They had a hard test last year to get to the final, Um, but I think it might be a little bit tougher for them even this season, but they're definitely going to be well-prepared. So... Um, that was a good game, um, even though mi- minus the scoreline if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. But uh, just a good for the scope of hockey. Um, also, it was nice seeing the Columbus Blue Jackets beat the San Jose Sharks 4-3. to Good to see Boone Jenner get that goal really late in the third 
Um, only like 13 seconds left on the clock. And um, that was after San Jose had battled back a little bit, a couple goals from Anthony Duclair. But, um, you know, that one has to have felt good for the Jackets. Um, we're going to hopefully have TV broadcaster Dylan Tyrer on soon, and we'll talk about what it's like having John Davidson be the interim general manager of the team now. Um, Carolina Hurricanes pick up two big wins on the weekend, too. They beat the Arizona Coyotes, and they beat the um, Vegas Golden Knights 3-1, to who have been all right, but um, they've had some losses recently that I know that they would want back, so um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I do want to now transition to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, losers of nine straight, they lost to the Hurricanes, like I said, on Friday, and they lost to the Avalanche yesterday afternoon. Um, and they were up in that game. They were up 2-1. They were up 3-2. Then Nathan McKinnon scores. Then Devontae scores. And suddenly the Coyotes have lost nine games in a row. Add that to the talks of what might be going on with the arena situation and the future of the organization. And suddenly what was a very promising 23-19-3 start um, has suddenly turned into a 23-27-4 situation for the franchise. And they're currently 10 points back at the St. Louis Blues. And the quote from Doug Armstrong is, of course he is, when referencing if Andre Torgny's job is safe. That's a silly question. I'm not even going to answer that anymore. We're still moving forward as an organization. This is just something that you go through when you're at these points in a rebuild. Um, look, he mentions that they're not losing to bad teams, that they've lost to very good teams. Um, but it, it, we, he said it's frustrating. You can tell by some of the player reactions. It's very frustrating. Um, and his... Um, the his reliance and dedication to Turgney is very good. I think Andre Turgney has a really good pulse on what this locker room is like, what these players are like. Um, I think he's able to connect to some of these players that might have been thought to have been a little bit more challenging to connect to. Um, obviously, we've seen a really good performance from Logan Cooley this season. I know he'd like to put a few more in the back of the net, but he's still a rookie, so give it time. Um you know, they, he, Turgney must have played a part in bringing Cooley from Minnesota. So um, all of that has been good. Um, I know his record is 76, 117, and 25. But um, th- this is still the very early goings of something that's been very promising. They're on pace to have their best year under him. Um, so it'll, it would be a market improvement from last season, regardless of where they finish um, this year. And... Uh, I mean, I think they're building something good in the desert. I would really personally like to see this arena situation resolved. I know that um, this is not predicated on feelings, though. This is predicated on realities and what the city councils say and what happens at these different meetings. And in reality, what Alex Morello does as far as purchasing land and the dedication to actually building a hockey rink there. So um, I think it's going to be hard-pressed. but, you know, we'll see how that goes. So everybody's job seems to be safe, though, as currently structured. And and even if there was something as drastic as an ownership change, I don't really know that an owner would want to come in and just totally wipe the slate clean with a team like this. Um, they've been rebuilding for a very long time now. They have some really good pieces. Dylan Genther has been playing very well since his call-up from Tucson. Um, 
if those guys can continue to develop, um, I want to see Josh Stone in the lineup here for the Coyotes at some point. Um, the the organization is going to be very well set for a while. Maverick Lamoureux is having a nice bounce back uh, draft plus two season. Um, who else do we got? Connor Geeky uh, recently traded to the Swift Current Broncos has been very good since going there. Um, so there's a lot to like about what's happening down in the desert. Um, whether that remain, whether they remain in the desert will be uh, determined later. Um, NHL games today, though. So they start early. Like I said, first up is the Anaheim Ducks at the Buffalo Sabres. And we'll only have two games that start at 7 p.m. Eastern time today. That will be the Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. They will visit Raleigh they, uh, with Connor Bedard. Um, oh, yeah, that's right, too. That was that, No, that was, that was uh, Thursday. When did he return? Um, it wasn't Friday, I don't think, but, um, I think he made his announcement on Friday. Was it Friday after Saturday. we recorded? Yeah. Because you said you wanted to get tickets and then you looked at prices and then they shot up by like 80 bucks. I, I didn't else. know if I had said that on the show or not. I'm pretty um, sure you did. Yeah. So it might've been the other day. Um, but he did return. He had a great assist. Um, he had a great goal that was taken back too, taken back in the other game. Um, so we'll see if he can really get going in this one um you can just tell obviously the the life that he breathes into the blackhawks um they just play with a lot more swagger with him in the lineup um they spend more time in the offensive zone although i think that goes without saying even um you don't even need the numbers to back that one up um you can just kind of tell um but i know he had a tough giveaway on uh i think the riley smith goal yeah on um against penguins but He's still figuring it out. Um, you know, playing with the bubble, too, is probably a bit of an adjustment after playing with the visor for a little bit. Um, so um, we'll see how the Blackhawks can do it. And obviously the Hurricanes coming off a really good road trip. Uh, they return home. And we will see who will get the start in net. Uh, I would assume it's Peter Kachekov. So um, he's just been really good for them lately. Um, so... We will see if you can build on that. The other 7 o'clock game is the Ottawa Senators visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that will be a big game as well. Obviously, we talked about Tampa Bay getting drum 9-2 by the Florida Panthers. Um, we will see what their rebound performance looks like out of them in that one. A um, couple of other games. Uh, Calgary and Winnipeg should be a really good one. Uh, that starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Um and the the one o'clock ones too. Dallas visiting the Boston Bruins. Um, and we know how well the Bruins play in their matinees, and Dallas is just a very good hockey team. And Toronto visits St. Louis Blues. Obviously, they the Leafs beat up on the St. Louis Blues last week. Bobby Bobby McMahon had a hat trick, so um, maybe we'll see Austin Matthews get to fifty goals today this afternoon. So um, we have that at one o'clock, and obviously. Uh, a few others around the board. The Oilers will visit the Coyotes. We'll see if that winning streak or that losing streak extends to 10 for the Yotes. Um, let's do a little Austin Matthews talk before we wrap for the day, though. So Austin Matthews scores back-to-back -back hat tricks for the second time this season. Um, the first goal was very nice. The second goal off the rush was... or No, the second goal was the... Um, the second goal was the one-timer off the pass from Marner, um, and the third one was the just a deft deflection in front of the net by him um, off the rebound, um, and it's just very special what he's doing right now. I mean, he's on pace for 75 goals. 
if we actually see him score 75, um, I know the the Matthews for Hurt talk has begun. Um, I want to say I was on that a few weeks ago, but um, I don't know if I actually said it in the mic here. So, um, but his pace has just been incredible. Um, he just needs to score. I don't even know how many goals and how many games to get there, but um, even if he just hits 70, which he most certainly will um, if things continue, it just would be very, very incredible. He's up to six hat-tricks on the year. The last, he's the first Leafs player to have six hat-tricks in here. The last player in the NHL to have six hat-tricks was Mario Lemieux. Um, and you could tell he was um, a bit taken aback. I don't think there's a lot of times that Austin Matthews is taken aback by things that the De- Toronto media say to him. And you could definitely tell in that post-game presser that when uh, he was mentioned in the same sentence as Mario Lemieux, that uh, there was a bit of a spark in his eyes. So, um Obviously, Wayne Gretzky has the most hat-tricks in the NHL with 10. He did it twice. I think we mentioned that. But now that he's up to six, I mean, there's quite a bit of games left. So is another one or two out of the question for a player like this? I mean, we know he likes to score in bunches. It seems that he's been doing that even more so than he ever has before. Um, And it just seems like uh, Sheldon Keefe said this after Saturday night's performance that he is setting a new standard for himself. And that he's setting a new standard across the board, I mean, relative to what goal scoring means in the National Hockey League. Like, if players are really scoring 70 goals again in this era, um, as opposed to in the 90s when we last saw McGillney and Solani do it, um, it's just, it's incredible. Um, Mary Lemieux did it in 95-96, so we were um, close to 30 years off of that, so... Um, just very incredible stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much else there is to say about Austin Matthews. Um, I think he, if he scores 70 goals, I would have to say he wins the heart trophy, right? I mean, everybody's been talking about Kucherov and McDavid and I, or, you know, McKinnon as well. Um, I think McDavid has really inserted himself into the conversation, but to not be talking about, Austin Matthews is, um, I don't know if I would want, I don't know where I would put my money. Honestly, it's, um, it's going to be a tough one. So, um, it'll be a good race till the end of the year. Good, good hockey the rest of the way. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see if he can get to 50 today, if he could get to 50 and I think what would be his 53rd game, that would be something that would be as close to 50 and 50, I think, as we would get here. Um, just one thing I want to mention before we go and let everybody get on their way to watching some early day hockey, um, some early President's Day hockey. Just a fun stat that I saw on ESPN. Um, at 28, Patrick Mahomes has already won three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, and two NFL MVPs. To put Wayne Gretzky's dominance into perspective, this is a post by ESPN, by the way. I was markedly impressed about this, but... To put Wayne Gretzky's dominance into perspective, by that same age, he won four Stanley Cups, two Conn Smythe trophies as playoff MVP, and nine Hart trophies as NHL MVP. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Thank you. That's, um, that's like utter dominance. Yeah. And, and I know that um, a lot of people will have pointed out that uh, Wayne Gretzky began his career earlier than Patrick Mahomes. The... the he had played a few more seasons in the NHL, but I mean, come on, nine MVPs compared to two is a little different. Um, 
I do want to ask you before we wrap up today. Yeah, man. How did you feel about the All-Star Weekend and the NBA? I didn't pay much attention to it. If um, that's what I mean, to be very honest, that's kind of why I said it was a slow weekend uh, to begin the show. And um, I, I we've talked a lot about in the NHL about how it's been a struggle to maintain interest in it. Um, they changed up the skills competition this year with the 12 player format and the million dollars on the line. And that was a success. I think there were bits and pieces of it that they would want to do differently, but, um, that's what hindsight is. Um, and I, I think it's good to know for hockey that they are not the only sport struggling to make their all-star game entertaining. That is, well, Scott Van Pelt put it in a really good way where it's, it's like, simply put it, if you, if you guys don't care, then we don't care, which it rings true. I think it's the same thing with hockey and something that all sports kind of deal with is once these all-star games, I would say baseball is probably the most. Does I, it still determine who has home uh, field I was, advantage? I was actually just thinking that. Let me see. Yeah, so that, that would interest me. I mean, look, I think the best part of the NBA All-Star Weekend, in my opinion, were the games that we watched, which was the um, Young Stars game, and they kind of did it like the um, NHL style for the tournament where um, they do uh, four teams, and they the two played each other in a mini game, and then the two played each other in a final. So... Um, since 2017, I'm sorry. Oh, they, they changed it? Yeah, they changed that rule. I remember them changing it, but I didn't remember when. See, that, that, I don't like that. I don't like but that. that's the thing about it is the game is still competitive in its nature just because you can tell if a batter's not trying. Yeah, oh yeah. Compared to in basketball, like... I believe yesterday when Sully and I checked the halftime score, it was 104 to 90 something. Yeah, they broke the record for most points scored in an All Star game. I mean, Damian Lillard had 22 points in 15 minutes. So, 397 point. Yeah, All Star game. The final was 211 to 186. That's cool and all, but like, I would have rather it been like 130, 120, but a close more defensive minded game which i understand there's also the nuance of these guys aren't trying because it's just a risk for their well what like welfare and for their job security in a sense but it's not entertaining so so just just glancing here at um an article um it appears that the sentiment we brought up is seems to be the sentiment around the nba too I don't think uh, Commissioner Adam Silver was too impressed with what happened um, yesterday as far as all the points. Um, I don't think he was thrilled about that. Um, so, look, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you make it competitive. I don't personally think money is the answer, um, you know, especially in the NBA. I mean, in the NHL, I guess it means a little bit more because these guys make less. Um, but I don't know if that's the way you really make it competitive. I think the NHL should go back to five-on-five five hockey, either East versus West play a full hockey game or even do the um, Team North America versus the world that they used to do. Um, they did that for a few seasons. Um, or even having two shorter games, but, like, one is U.S. versus world and the other is, like, Can- Canada rookies. versus somebody. Or, yeah. or rookies. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing that I, I, I have uh, transgressions with the NHL about. Um, Involvement of the youth. Yeah, because, you know, obviously in the NBA you have the summer league. And, and I know the G every, League and all that stuff, too. Well, yeah. I mean, we have the American Hockey League and hockey, and um, I, I would say that the G League has been largely modeled off the success of the American Hockey League and what the development system of hockey looks like. I think bas- basketball has been craving that for a little bit. Um because the G League, which was former formerly the D League, was mm-hmm. um, just very poorly managed in years past when I was growing up and um, trying to gather an understanding of why basketball didn't have the same type of player development structure um, for their guys, um, especially when you found out that uh, when NFL played, like there's no minor league for the NFL. I mean, you could argue that the minor league for the NFL is the NCAA, but... Um, it is. It's still just. I mean, look with the NHL. Every time the the summer league comes around, a lot of hockey fans clamor for um, summer hockey themselves, and they believe that the NHL should do something with the rookies. Obviously, we see like little tournaments, like the Traverse City tournaments, and then the other four team tournaments that they do pre training camp. But those don't really garner the same kind of buzz as doing like a league wide um, thing, right? Um, the large fear with something like that is obviously that hockey players are really going to play hard all the time, mm-hmm. and you don't really want somebody that you just drafted sustaining a yeah like a major injury in a game that means nothing, right? Yeah. Um, I think maybe that might be some of the cause for concern with a young stars game too, because honestly, like I said, the the best part of NBA All Star Weekend for me was the the young stars competition. Because they were pushing themselves a little bit like that. They brought up a team of G-leaguers, which I think was an awesome uh, touch to it. Um, they And they beat, didn't they end up beating the team with Victor Wembanyama on it and a few other bona fide NBA players currently? So I, I remember us watching it, but I don't remember the final score. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But um, I think they did end up. But just something like that where you could bring up like all the top guys in the American Hockey League. Uh, the Logan Stankovens and the Maverick Borks and, you know, keep going. Um, so um, we'll see. I know I know this turned into a conversation about hockey, but... Um, but it's a hockey show, so it should. It is. And um, so, I, look, I mean, like I said, I think it's good to know that the NBA and the NHL are compared a lot. So when when one league does something successful the other league tries to mimic it a little bit and vice versa um so um i think it's good to know that both leagues are struggling with making the all-star game entertaining and not just ridiculous and you know i think i think the overall sentiment like i said seems to be that there is a lot of ridiculousness happening from last weekend so um yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my thoughts on the NBA All-Star Weekend. I don't know. Did you have any other outstanding thoughts? Uh, Nope. No? We got baseball starting soon, too. So excited. Yeah, I am, too. I, I am really excited for baseball season. That should be really fun. Um, well, Hopefully we do a deep fade baseball preview at some point. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah, I would uh, definitely get behind the mic for that one. I so, think we would even get Sully behind the mic for that one. Oh, gosh. he does know ball pretty well yeah i mean look that'll be fun apparently the word is right now is that mike trout says he doesn't want to be traded which if you're mike trout i understand because 
you love that city, but at the same time, they have done nothing for you and kind of wasted your career. So I wouldn't even be mad if he went to the Yankees and something like that, but that's for He should go to the Phillies. He should. I would actually be really happy if he went to the Phillies. He's still a Phillies fan. I mean, <clears throat> once you're a fan of a team, you're always a fan of a team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. If you're <laughs> in Major League Baseball. Well, obviously, you're going to play for the team you play for, but you can always be like, yeah, that was my childhood team. Have you heard this Bryce Harper story? Or not Bryce Harper story. I mean, it is a Bryce Harper story, but it's also a Mike Trout story. I don't know if this is confirmed or not, um, but I have heard this story that when Bryce Harper uh, got to Philadelphia that Mike Trout texted his dad saying, Dad, we got him. We got him. We got Bryce Harper. And Mike Trout's dad thought he meant the Angels got Bryce Harper. And uh, Mike Trout meant that the Phillies got Bryce Harper. So um, just just a funny story. I don't know if that's true or not. I might be um, I might be saying things Spewing here. Spewing in misinformation. Yeah. Also good on... Um, uh, former Chicago White Sox, Liam Hendricks, getting a two-year, $10 million deal with the Red Sox. That's so just coming across here, too. Um, he battled deserved can- it. Yeah, battled cancer. Um, Out, uh, outstanding pitcher and really fun to watch. Yeah. Nice Australian guy. Um, you seen his vocabulary on the mound? He just swears. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I know he wanted to stay here, too. So um, nice to see him land on his feet, get himself a nice deal. And uh, like I said, that should do it today uh, for everybody here. Um, We will see you all tomorrow morning. Go check out On the Gravel and uh, have a good day watching hockey.